This is The Guardian. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story. Last week, hearings for the federal inquiry into the worsening rental crisis began, with renter after renter painting a stark picture of life in Australia's housing market. I feel exploited, exhausted and increasingly angry at the way that I'm being treated in this country. People are in really serious distress and there's just no end in sight to our rent increases. It feels like it's this system that he's just kind of about to explode. This comes just a week after Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announced a new plan to tackle the rental crisis, which he's calling a better deal for renters. Today, the government's new plan for renters. It's Monday, the 28th of August. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Kate, there is a lot of focus on the rental crisis right now. Can you tell me about these inquiries? Yeah, so last week was very much, you get a rental inquiry, you get a rental inquiry. Kate Kelly is a reporter for Guardian Australia. On a federal level, we had sittings in both Brisbane and Sydney. And then in Victoria, there was also a rental inquiry into affordability. Both of those federally and state-based were being pushed by the Greens. Those hearings in in Brisbane and Sydney as part of that federal inquiry heard from a whole range of people, including landlords, economists and advocacy groups. But the testimony from renters was particularly striking. What stood out to you, Kate? The testimony from renters was incredibly powerful. A lot of renters around the country gave exceptionally compelling evidence about the situations that they're dealing with, not just the erosions of their rights, but also dealing with huge rent hikes. So we heard from tenants who had 25% increases to their current rent, up some up to 50% in rent hikes, right? Like huge amounts. Then we heard from tenants, one lady had cancer who was given an eviction notice. For the next Next month, whilst commencing cancer treatment, I had the additional stress of potentially becoming homeless mid-chemotherapy. You know, we heard from Amity. I live in constant fear of eviction or a massive rent increase. I want to be able to know where I'll be living next year and plan for a future. Who has an 11-year-old child who's moved five times in their life. For the last few years, people have been asking me, which high school will he go to? I don't know, has been my reply. Because on a periodic lease, I know that I can be evicted at any time for no reason with only 90 days notice. 
Amity talked about how she had lived in 16 rentals in 25 years, many of which were unlivable. And that was a reoccurring thing that lots of tenants said. The conditions of their dwellings were just unacceptable. They talked about how windows were painted over, that there were broken planes in their glass windows so air would come through. They talked about how there was no insulation that they would have to, so they would have to leave their houses when it got too hot. Or in some cases, one lady tried to bubble wrap her windows to keep the heat out. And many maintenance requests were just ignored or in lots of cases the landlord would come to do them themselves despite not being a qualified tradesperson. Did you learn anything new listening into this inquiry? There wasn't a whole heap of new information. The inquiry did cover a lot of ground that we already know. Essentially, it is a crisis. Everyone agrees that something needs to be done. But there were new bits of information that did come through in the testimonies and evidence given. Mm. So, for example, Tenants Queensland revealed that seven out of 10 tenants had rent creases in the past 12 months. Mm, 70%. That's, you know, most people. Yeah. And, you know, there are other things where Food Bank was speaking in Sydney and they talked about how they're seeing this new wave of people accessing their services and that is essentially the working poor. So people with full-time jobs who can't access food security anymore because of the cost of living and the housing crisis combining. And what they're seeing, which I think is really interesting, is that every time the interest rates rise, there is a spike in people accessing their services. So we know that the lead the government are using are making it a lot harder for people on the ground. So you learn a little bit more about the problem here, but what about the solutions? What were the ideas being discussed at the inquiry? So the big discussion in the inquiry has been about rent caps and increasing supply. Most renters, I think, and, and pretty much every renters advocacy group in the country said that rents need to be capped. Seeing an increase mm. of 50% just isn't acceptable. Essentially, a rent cap, people argue that it should be linked to CPI or like 3%. So, you know, I'm a renter. I get a notice saying that my rent is going up and it is like your rent is increasing 3% and that's capped at that. So it would essentially eliminate the ability for landlords and rental agents to increase rents by 10, 15 to 50%, which we heard in the inquiry. Mm. A freeze is just like a blanket freeze. So that's it. So the rent I'm paying now is the rent I'll pay until the freeze ends. You see freezes are in housing policies across the world. Mm. And whilst a lot of advocates and, you know, the Greens are pushing for them here, there is a debate on whether they actually just lock in really high rents and don't actually help renters in the long term. So it's sort of a live debate that's happening at the moment. So rent caps are popular amongst renters, but not landlords. What's their argument against them? Yeah, this is where the debate gets quite interesting. They argue that capping rents will decrease supply because more investors will leave the market because effectively it's less money in their pocket. And whilst we're not actually sure 100% if that's true or not, I think the thing is we don't we don't actually know. Like we've never tried a rent cap, so we're not sure what's going to happen. Like we can look overseas and see kind of what happens there. But there is one big side of the economic fraternity that looks at housing that argues to combat this, we need more people in home ownership. And for that to happen, we have to see landlords leave the market because they need to free up those dwellings so first home buyers can get in. 
So, Kate, there's a big debate around rent caps and whether they'll drive landlords out of the market and whether that's a good thing or not. But this push for rent caps is not very successful in Australia at the moment, right? No, I would say it's not gaining much ground. So state and federal governments don't want to do rent caps, but they do want to show that they are making progress in this area. So they've announced a raft of measures essentially directed at rental protections. Next, the government's new plan for renters. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So Kate, the National Cabinet, consisting of all the state and territory leaders, met with the Prime Minister in mid-August and they came up with a few new policies for renters. What are they? So there are two elements to this. All governments recognise the best way to ensure that more Australians have a safe and affordable place to call home is to boost housing supply. That's why National Cabinet has agreed to an ambitious new national target. The first is a new housing target and the second is national renters' rights. Let's start with the target. What is it? Albanese has announced a target of 1.2 million new homes over five years. That was previously 1 million. And the federal government will give the states and territories $15,000 for every one of the extra 200,000 homes they deliver, totaling capped at $3 billion in incentive payments. Right, so the federal government isn't footing the bill for 200,000 new homes, but they are kind of dangling a carrot in front of the state governments to foot the bill. Is that correct? Yes, but there is some debate about whether it will be effective. Mm. So on one side, they're being backed by places like the Grattan Institute, which suggests that extra 200,000 homes once built could reduce rents from what they would otherwise have been by about 4%, so quite a large number. But we know that the industry has doubts whether 1 million homes could be built over five years, let alone the increased target of 1.2 million. Kate, let's move on to renters' rights. What is set to change? So a raft of measures were announced and they included things like an end to no ground evictions, a ban on rent, bidding, making rental applications easier and protecting rentals' personal information. And there were specific protections for people in domestic violence situations. To break a few of those things down, right, one of the big things that was discussed in the inquiries was this announcement that landlords and real estate agents would essentially have to maintain a quality of standard in rental dwellings. If we look at that a little bit further, though, what the announcement actually says 
is that the government will phase in minimum quality standards for rental properties. For example, having a stovetop in good working order and having hot and cold running water. Mm, Fairly low bar there. Yeah, this left them open to a bit of criticism, right? So that announcement particularly was honed in on by not just the Greens but also a lot of housing advocates who argued that the minimum standards actually need to be a lot better. Mm. And they need to include things like provisions for the change in climate and insulation. Another key decision by National Cabinet is that rent rises will be limited to once a year nationwide. Now, this has attracted criticism because this rule is already in place in most states and territories, right? Yeah. You know, the national plan stipulates that they're going to limit rent increases to once a year. But in all states and territories, except for the Northern Territory, there are rules currently on preventing more than one increase a year. Mm. What about evictions? What have they announced? So essentially they stipulated that they wanted to end no grounds eviction and that they would require a genuine reason to evict a tenant. But advocates argue that it should be in very limited circumstances. For instance, the landlord needs to move back into the dwelling and not just because they want to raise the rent. Is there some detail to be worked out here about how to really rule out no grounds evictions in every state and territory? So in some jurisdictions, you can have a no grounds eviction policy, but if you're one year lease ends and they don't want to renew your tenancy, they can evict you then. But in other situations, in other states, they can't. So there's a lot of detail to be nutted out here. Okay, it has to be noted that there's a lot more that the government is doing in the housing market. For example, they've poured $2 billion into social housing just earlier this year. But these two new policies, raising the housing target and improving renters' rights, have attracted fiery criticism from Greens housing spokesperson Max Chandler-Mather, who said at a renter protest. Let's be clear. They know about the single mums, one rent increase away from eviction. They know about the family of five already spending 50% of their income on rent, scrapping and saving just to put food on the table. They know about those people. And what did they do? What did they do? Do do you think that renters will be satisfied by the government's new plan? Broadly, no. I think if you listen to renters and really listen to some of the circumstances that they are being faced with right now, the broader answer would be no, right? Like in my reporting over the last couple of months, I have spoken to... 70-year-old woman who's lost her home of 25 years, you know, facing homelessness, probably won't ever be able to enter the private market again. Where does she go? I've spoken to workers in Sydney who are on casual rates working full-time hours, so making, I think, reasonably a decent coin, who are homeless, literally living in parks and then in boarding houses because they have nowhere to go. We both supplies and protections for renters They've been ignored for the last couple of decades, which has helped kind of like foster this crisis now. Like we've built less social and affordable homes than we ever had before. We also haven't addressed broadly, the states and territories haven't addressed renters' rights in a way that which keeps up with demand. And so now the crisis has become really acute. What the government is suggesting will help that impact of supply and protections, but just how far it goes is the big question at the moment and is up for debate. 
That was Kate Kelly, a reporter for Guardian Australia. She's been following the National Rental Inquiry, which has another hearing coming up in Canberra. You can check that out at theguardian.com. I also recommend her piece titled, How Do You Live? Australia's Rental Crisis is Pricing Low-Income Workers Out of Home. We've linked to that on the full story page. This episode was produced by Karishma Lusria, sound designer mixed by Camilla Hannon. The executive producer is Hannah Parks. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates. Thanks for listening. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.